If you're keen on backing a winner tomorrow, you've come to the right place. It's now time for the punters panel on Racing HQ with Dave Stanley. Dave Stanley. Let's go, fellas. Time for the punters panel. Let's find you a winner for this Saturday meeting, of course, at Ramwick. Uh, your text on 0419767272, or you can get involved with the show on 1353.53. And our panel today is, well, we've got uh, Mitch Cohen, we've got Brody Nixon, Blake Johnson, and Chris Roots. I'll say hello to Brody Nixon first. Happy New Year to you, mate. Happy New Year, DS. Happy New Year to everyone tuning in as well. Really looking forward to tomorrow's Ramwick card. I think there's Plenty of value to be found around a couple of short price favourites, but we had a couple of emerging gallopers to look forward to as well. And, uh, mate, in relation to our next guest, Blake Johnson, who joins us from the Leg Up Australia. Hello, Blake. Happy New Year to you. G'day, fellas. Happy New Year, everyone on the panel. Happy New Year to all the listeners. Yeah, it looks like a good time. There's plenty of speed in a lot of races, so most horses should get their chances. Uh, a couple of favourites happy to take on, but it's going to be a good meeting. It certainly is. We've got Chris Roots joining us from the City Morning Herald. Hello again, Chris. We spoke yesterday, mate, and exchanged Happy New Year's, Merry Christmases, and look, let's just get a big year ahead, mate. You're on fire for us last year. Yeah, let's um, let's hope there's there's um hundreds of winners there, maybe thousands for for the punters around, and maybe we can um start the year and end up getting a really good um a multi up when when Dicko comes back. And I don't I don't know when he's going. He's had, he's on the lo- he's on a longer break than you, Stanley. Unbelievable. He's uh, apparently he's been down at Moby Dick's. He can't get out of the joint. So I don't know what's going on. Of course, he's a from Canberra. So anyway, Dicko, please return. Uh, we made them a bit nervous last year, the bookies, didn't we, Mitch Cohen? Because we were getting a few of these multis home, and well, as we know with the bookies, they're all about margins and this and that. And let's just hope they're generous again this year. We just need them to to land. Yeah, we we finished the, the the year all right, mate. But I don't know about you, but my family seems to get bigger every year. So so does Christmas. It gets more expensive and bigger. So we're desperate for winners to start the year. I tell you, I like it. I must admit, Chris said thousands of winners. That would be good if we can get thousands of winners for the year. <laughs> Let's start. Uh, we'll go in that order of entry, boys, and we'll start obviously with Royal Ramwick. And I want to start with. A, a difficult, probably a difficult race on the card. I want to start with race two only because there's a couple of texts here about race two already. Now, obviously, Al Coberson is in the two races. Um, we know it's been um, accepted for both, and they'll obviously make a decision. But the text here is about Fire, who's first up for J-Mac and the Hawks team. Hi, guys. Followed Fire from the trials. Love the booking of J-Mac. What do you think wins race two? So, Brody, take it away. What wins race two at Ramwick? I'll kick off in regards to fire. Um, just like this texture and caller, I'm probably similar to them. I've been following this horse for a long time. He's worn me a little bit thin. He's done more wrong than he's done right. However, as they've rightly highlighted, the booking of James McDonald could be huge. J-Mac just goes aboard these horses, and more often than not, he does iron out their issues. You look back to his best form, he's running a group one behind Cool and Gatter down the Flemington Strait just a matter of 10 months ago. I only defeated six and a half lengths. I was on him heavily at Sandown to start before that when he went straight past the odds-on favourite who was nailed on the line by Tycoon Hummer. He's done a lot wrong in his career. I'm keen to take him on, but I can't talk you out of the $9. I'm also keen to take on our Kobe's son. Davies does a great job with her horses and Tommy Berry. If you take him on at the moment, you're more often losing the dot. However, I think exploring from the Godolphin Yard can be very hard to beat here from gate number nine. She's got the gate speed across and lead. Troll was terrific, and we get 
Nash Will aboard. The other horse I'd like to mention is Tri-State. I think I might have a little savour on him, but I'll let the market tell me late. But exploring, I think it's a great way in race number two to go. Yep, Brody, you've covered it nicely. As you said, by his trial well, booking of J-Mac, that might be a bit of an indication that he's going well. So no knock on him. I am with our Kobe son. I thought it was a really good win at Warwick Farm last start. That was a while ago, but... Uh, covered extra ground. It was a bit of an arrogant ride there by Mac. It is uh, telling that Mac rides the other one. But Tommy Berry on here. I love the trial. The trial was really good. I thought Tim Tukey was a good hope. Uh, her first up and second up run last preparation were both outstanding. They were they were equal to winning runs. She just got back from wide draws and hit the line in some of the best late sectionals of the day. Trial was really good. So... Um, it's not a race that I really want to bet in, but I've got our Kobe son on top of Tim Tukey. How did you see it, Ruta? Yeah, I've got Byron on top. It's one twice first up. Had a couple of trials. I thought J-Mac booking was really interesting. These horse, A lot of these horses in the in the races tomorrow are looking to get ratings to get him into uh, the black-type races later in the carnival, and I think that's the case with exploring. I think James... Cummings brought her back. She she ran in Blue Diamond last year. It's 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 a case of um, trying to win a couple of races, get those get that number up, so that when you when February comes and they're sort of toward getting having to having their third or fourth preparation run of the prep, they're getting into the right races and trying to get some black type. But fire, I'm much like you guys. I've I've followed him along all the way through. He's had his problems, but it just might be his day. And $9, you're getting a good price to find out whether find out. So I'll be having something each way fire. Yeah, I think the gear changes say everything. They'll tell you everything you need to know about fire, don't they? Yeah. Barrier blanket first time, blinkers off first time, earmuffs on first time, tongue tie on first time, winkers again. So uh, the Hawks are trying a few things to get this fella right because on his day, very talented. But I think uh, that tells you he's got a few quotes about him. On with uh, exploring, I thought, um, obviously, coming off a long spell, uh, I think that's the reason, as Ruta said, why she's back in. Uh, she had a lengthy spell after coming in uh, just for the one run in winter, um, beating Arto Nato, who went um, on to do nice things in the autumn, and I think he's on route to Hong Kong now, uh, that horse. But, uh, look, she's a nice filly. She was obviously um, competitive in that blue diamond and then went on to the golden slipper, as a three-year-old, could often have given her ample time. I think the trials have been good enough. Uh, just on our Kobe Sunya, the earlier race, uh, she, he's been scratched from that 1,100 metres uh, later on in the card, obviously scratched yesterday. Uh, Angela just wanted to kick him off over the 1,000 first up. I want to stretch him out over towards uh, the 1,200 later in his prep, but just thought the 1,000 would be better off with him first up. Um, so, boys, are we not a, not a pot, but are we, we're not sort of launching towards exploring, I've noticed. Boys? Um, I, 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 I think it's, it's, it's there to run a race. And I think it's, I think it's there to win, win a couple of races to get into better races. That's the, that's the sort of pattern with these, these horses now, that they can come back and get, get just as many rating points and just as much prize money at, at this time of year. So they can be... They can... Big stables can bring back horses like like this, and I think James has got three of them there on Saturday that have all run at a high level. But now, just trying to get them back in form, get them, get that winning feeling, and that's what exploring's there to do. But it's taking on the older horses as a three-year-old filly. 
Yeah, okay. I think she's the perfect sort of horse to have half a bet now and let the market tell you the story. Because this is three eighty, say, into $2.80 or $3.00. You can back her fully confident. But if she gets back out to $4.50, you might just have to hold on to the second half of your stake for another day and really let the market tell you what you're going to do. Well, you're the trial man, Brady. What, what did you make of the trial? The I Rose loved Hill. it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. I thought Cabalus, he was a tricky horse to line up because... Chris Waller with these emerging three-year-olds, they don't sell them very often. They easily get better. So it was interesting to see they sold it. But he trialled up real well for Bourne Baker and exploring was given a buy, really, trial in a first one at Hawkesbury. But I thought her form lines, she's always trialled sharp and she brings some really good form lines here. And Nasha Willer from White Gate, I suspect she'll be able to cross and hopefully take up the lead. But, yeah, those first couple of hundred metres are going to be essential for her first up. Blake, we might as well get a comment from you on exploring, mate. Yeah, no doubt. I just think I would suggest that the math is some type of issue because you've got Tri-State kicking up, wanting to hold that fence. Um, and then you've got Kobe Sung drawn inside. They're going to be positive. Command approved, wanting to hold a spot. Tintuki wanting to hold a spot. So she's probably at best, in my opinion, going to land outside the leader and she's going to have to do a little bit of work to do it. Um, obviously, plenty of upside and can win. Um, but it's just... Do we want to dive in at three dollars eighty? She might start shorter, but as Brady said, the market might spit her out. Who knows? All right, let's go to race four on the car, boys. Because is this the bet of the day? I know it's maybe not a a huge betting proposition. Do you want to be taking a dollar eighty? It takes up a large percentage of the market. But if you just had to to pick the winner of the race and, and pick the best chance of winner on the card, is it Terramata? It's been clearly the best back. There was some huge money when markets first opened. In fact, I'll pull up that while I go to you, Brody, and tell you exactly what the bet sizes are on Terramata, so we all know. Um, but what do you like in race uh, number four, mate? I agree. Terramata's probably one of the most likely winners on the day. I just think eighty is well and truly too short. I think the scratching of Serena Sophia has actually helped it a fair bit because from gate number nine, I saw it getting right back in the field and spotting a few of these horses. A little bit of a tricky start, but... For me, African Daisy's trialled up real, real well. And as the boys were mentioning before with fire, James McDonald's back from Hong Kong. And we all know how well he went overseas. I think he's a huge, huge booking for this five-year-old mare. Her best form has been at Rose Hill, but she fires first up into the campaign. She was monstrous from an impossible position behind Air to Air, who was flying at the time before being beaten in a photo behind Robusto second up. You look at the preparation before that, she's got like Vate form lines and was once again really good first up before staking herself second and third up into the campaign. She's won a two or four first start, so two career victories of her three have come when fresh. Inside gate for J-Mac and she's trolled up beautifully. I could not talk you out of Terra Mater and you can understand why it is many people's best bet of the day. Just at the price, I think African Daisy certainly is it worth a few shillings. Before we get to you, Blake, here's the bets. And it all happened pretty much after this market opened. So it was very, very early money. 10000 at 230 from a particular putter. Then they wanted to have 30000 at 225 knocked back and just let on for 10 Then it was 10000 at 215 10000 at $2, $10,000 at 95 10000 at $90, 10000 at $185, and then just uh, to make sure we'd had enough on, 20000 at 180 so that's the money that's on this horse, and that was all done Wednesday afternoon, just after lunch. They are some significant bets, Dave, and obviously she's going to be very hard to beat, but 
it was summed up perfectly by Brody. I, I think the draw is a little bit awkward. Um, really good first up win, uh, sitting outside the leader, running really good time. And then last night she had no right to win. She was held up in behind runners. Uh, I think she only got out with about 300 metres to go and she really savaged the line getting the job done. And obviously going to be very hard to beat and going to most likely get over the top of them here. But do I want to jump in at $1.85? Probably not. I think they'll take her on to some extent. I don't think she's going to start any shorter than that. Uh, I agree with Af- I agree with Brody on African Daisy here. She's set up to run a really good race. I, I'm pretty confident that Annabelle's had her in at least two times. She's accepted with her twice. She's drawn white and she's withdrawn her. So I think she's absolutely flying. And you get the booking of J-Mac, which gives you the indication that she is absolutely flying. She draws perfectly. She lands right behind the lead speed. I think she gets to the front at the top of the straight at the furlong. She's going to look the winner. Uh, it's whether or not she can hold out Terramata. But uh, I think African Daisy at that $5.50, I think she'll start shorter than that. What did you think about this race, Ruta? I think Terramata's uh, a horse on the rise. And they've, um, they're, they're going to look at black tight races, maybe a, a provincial midway championship. Um, very good in a midway. It's always hard to jump from a midway to... Um, open benchmark racing, but I think she's just got a turn of foot and an acceleration that um, you don't see too often. Nashville are a key part of the team here. He, he comes back back after after his Christmas break for just to have Christmas with the family and I think um, he'll just he'll just ride her like she's the best horse and she'll probably win, but taking a dollar eighty you you you're you're taking rock bottom odds. I'd I'd like to see a better price than that to be having a bet on her. Yeah, she's certainly short enough, but I think she wins. I think, yeah, as Ruta said, she's a horse with a lot of upside. It's got an interesting galloping action when you watch her. She sort of, um, you watch her the other day, she sort of took a while to pick up and um, she's just an interesting action. But once she picks up, she, she really savaged the line the other day. I think the, the draw shouldn't be a concern on Saturday. I know she's drawn nine, but she sat on speed a couple of times before. I think Nash just digs her up early. She probably sits outside the lead or somewhere close uh, near Rocketeer Girl, and I think she just wins. So I think she's probably a stakes-quality filly in time. Jarrett Austin's just done a terrific job with her, just bringing her through her grades nicely. She's never missed the placings, and when there's so much money on offer, why would you rush them? Um, obviously, on Saturday is another step in the road, but I think she wins. I like it, boys. All right, so uh, that's uh, race four done and dusted. You're on the punters panel this morning looking at this Ramwick meeting. Let's go to another text here on the text line. Race six here, gents, uh, because it's a really interesting race. Cadetship and obviously Flame and Romans are your scratchings. But there's a text here in relation to a bullet, um, which is at 3.30. Another one here for J-Mac and Waller. Wanting to know your thoughts after running second at Ramwick last start. I couldn't talk anyone out of this horse, really. $3.30. J-Mac, gate for Chris Waller, an improving four-year-old, even though he's had 19 starts. This horse took a long time to get through his grades. He was gelded at the start of last preparation. He was plunged in betting there at Rare with Kensington. And then he continued to just work through the grades, but he did a lot wrong there in the midweek Metropolitan races. This preparation, he's come back really well. He's run on strongly behind the likes of Port Lockroy, Lyrical Gangster, the Englishman, and then he nailed clear choice when Hammond laid in betting there last oh, a couple of runs ago at Canterbury. His run at Ranwick from an impossible position last start behind Ballistic Kids was fantastic. 
James McDonald's got a good association with the horse, as mentioned. He was aboard when it won at Canterbury. It's going to get the gun run behind the speed. I thought the only danger really in the market was Match of Salem, the stable mate. However, it's drawn wide, so it's going to have to do a fair bit of work. And if Bill can tag the stable mate right into the race, I think $3.30 is a ripping price. Vomo Island has been a thorn in the side of, I think, basically every punter in New South Wales. The mile might suit him, but he's $6.50, way too short for a horse that hasn't quite stamped himself for a very long time. So, Bill, for that uh, texture tuning in, I'm certainly with him. Yeah, Bill's going very well. He's going to be hard enough to beat. He actually meets Matasulam better at the weights for beating him home last start. That being said, I think Matasulam has the advantage here. Uh, if he had a draw gate, I would have made him a bet. I just don't know where he gets to. He's going to need a little bit of luck early on. But he was 59 days between runs. Uh, he had to tag the field up to that leader. And he, he just peaked on his effort in that last furlong. He can strip much fitter for that effort. So I've got him on top. And I also want to touch on Vomo Island. I think uh, he could improve sharply from last start. He got the maiden out of the way first up at Wyong. And then he was heavily backed at Kembla. And he just seemed to take a little bit of time. That's been a, a, he was he was left a little bit flat-footed over 1,400 metres, so I think the mile's going to suit him. That's been a relatively strong form race. Pioneer last won it, and, and she's been black-type placed in the belt of the turf since, and, and the second horse always uh, in, it, it bolted in at, at Musselbrook yesterday. So the form out of that race has been relatively strong, and I think he can bounce back. He's a, he's a relatively nice horse, but uh, I'm going to put Matasulam on top and built every chance. What did you like here, Ruta? Yeah, um, I, once again, a three-year-old racing against the older horses is usually a recipe for disaster if you, if, with with most of them. But I think Vomo Island, he's getting he's getting up to a trip where, as a done done deal, he's going to going to be better suited. I think the pressure of this race will help him a little bit. I think he's one of those horses that likes to have a think and. I know he's six dollars fifty. It's probably a little bit short to short short for his chances. Like I'd I'd, I'd probably like more like eight dollars, but I I've got him on top. I think he'll he'll run really well. Um, Built and Matasula from the Wally Yard. They they go around each week. These horses they 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 run consistently to their form, um, and and you know what you're going to get from both of them. As as um, Mr. Johnston pointed out he he was uh, built meets Matasula better at the weight, so you're probably probably looking at looking at her at him on top of that. But once again, at the price, I'll have something on Vomo Island. I think I'll get better on the day. Mr. Johnston sounds like you're in a stewards inquiry, Rudy. You um, I was going to say <laughs> very. I well, like it. Very professional. Very professional. Very professional. Very no, I've um, I've narrowed it down to the two baller horses. I think Matusalem, um, if that's the right way to say it, I'm not too sure, boys, but we'd have to get on there. But the um, Matusalem, legitimate excuses the other day, didn't he? He probably had to go forward when um, and, and land a lot closer when they probably wanted to land a bit further back. But uh, Tyler just got caught wide. He's ended up on speed on a day where that's exactly where you wanted to be. But I think he's better ridden with a bit of a sit and he should be able to get that on Saturday from Barrier 11 because... Um, I don't see Tommy going forward and speaking to Tommy yesterday. I don't think he's going to go forward. So, uh, look, I think it's between the two of them. I thought Bilt obviously comes out of that same race. He's just drawn to get the perfect run, isn't he? He's got J-Mac on board. Um, he's just been holding his form this time in. I don't think it's a bet race, but I think he's the one to beat. He's just going to... Um, if he holds his form, he was obviously terrific last start behind Ballistic Kids 
in a race, as I said, that was dominated by the leader. Um, I think he can run well. You know how we uh, started with Ruder saying that he wanted to back a 1,000 winners? <laughs> Boys, I've just did sit been tipped one at Dubbo Trots tonight. Fair income. What about this? You beauty. Race you four, that. number two. Race four, number two. Or the text just says, get on each way now. Feisty little mouse. Race four, Trot number mile. two at Dubbo Trots. Trot mile at Dubbo. There you go, Ruder. You'll be all over that if you're at the cricket this afternoon, you mate. You won't be you won't be um, getting that text too many too many more times. You start putting it over on the radio. And race four? No, no. It's not. No, it's not. Nothing. It's no. There's no secrets. Race four number. I want everyone to win. That's fine. Race four number two. The feist little mouse. $10, there you go. Ten dollars fixed odds, Dave. Ten dollars. Ten dollars. There you go. Who would have thought we'd be? Who would have thought you'd be getting double mail? Fair income. Uh, now starts three dollars and wins, Dave. Oh, just get in the queue. Race nine uh, tomorrow at Ramwick. We're on the punters panel. We've got um, a, cu- a couple of texts here. Lyrical Gangsters one, and then Mon Felicity. Hi guys, been following the David Payne stable. Really keen on Mon Felicity. Jay Collett, Barrier One. What do you think? Yeah, you can understand why they're keen on Mon Felicity. It was a good win last start, defeating Timpanis. Just a question mark on the track tomorrow. If we're racing on good conditions, I think Mon Felicity might be a bit better with a sting out of the ground. But Shields fantastic behind Zuforia at Ramwick first up. Only defeated Hulang in a blanket go before, of course, defeating Timpanis there on Boxing Day. Third up, you suggest the horse will peak. And third up, last preparation was good, running second behind Electrica from a wide gate there at Rose Hill. So... You can't talk that plunder out of that horse, but this race gave me just a couple of head overall. Roma Avenue has been winning in fast time as well. Just a question mark whether it can extend its brilliance up to 2,000 metres and in much tougher grades. So I was keen to take that horse on. Kapakiri, it's been a bit of a thorn in my side. I've been backing it all through the maidens. Wasn't able to collect anything. Now it's come out in a couple of metropolitan races and really put it all together. But I'm keen to spec a notice each way. This horse has won three of six all in a row. Defeated Tarashoff in a driving finish there at Canterbury. First up over the 15.50. Tyler Schiller sticks aboard from the good gate. And I think go back to back here for the Hawks. I think Roma Avenue is actually in the sixth tonight at Canterbury. I'm not sure if uh, final scratchings are out yet. So uh, he Scratchings might not nine be minutes. there. Nine minutes. So we'll, we'll wait for the next nine minutes. But... um. This is a very open race, and I do think if Roma Avenue's here, he's probably going to have to improve a little bit. I think he's well found at $6.50. I thought there was a question mark over him at 1,800 metres last start, but he did it really well on speed, running good time. Uh, the horse that I put on top, I think Rogue Bear gets his chance. Uh, he was good last start. That was on a seven-day backup with the blinkers on for the first time. Uh he, he meets Kapakiri five and a half kilos better. Uh, for I think Kapakiri is the one that's on the up, but that five and a half kilos can narrow that margin down. He gets the right run. Kapakiri travelled into that race three weeks ago really nicely. He's going to be hard enough to beat. Um, Mon Felisti did me a favour last start, was really good first up, and then sat outside the leader, which was probably un- unexpected on a on a slow tempo, race away with it. Lyrical Gangster, he's not a horse that you could back. You just can't stay in touch with him. But his closing sectional is really good, and he does meet Kapakiri better at the weights as well. But not a race that I want to bet into, but I've got Rogue Bear on top, just getting the right run, and rock hard fit. What did you like, Ruda? Yeah, I'm with Kettle Hill here. I know it's had its um, chances, and 
had a bit of a boom when I first got here. But if you watched its last win in Melbourne, it was a 12 out of 10 ride and just potted, potted, potted through it late and, and got the job done. Now, um, I think the confidence from that win could could play play a factor here. And the fact that they've switched it straight back to Sydney, they've obviously had this race in mind. And I think it's got 60 kilos, but, you know, you're getting almost double-figure odds. It, 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 it could be a, a nice way to kick off the year. And... Um, they can run a really big race. There are millions of chances here, as Blake just went through through them. The, you know, you could make a case for five or six in it, but um, at ten dollars, around the ten dollar mark, I'll be having something on Kettle Hill. Yeah, that was his first win for uh, I think more than eight hundred days the other day, Kettle Hill. So uh, look, if you can back it up, it'll only be. 14 days, so that's not too bad. If uh, Look, if you want to stick with him, I dropped off a while ago on Kettle Hill. I think, um, yeah, as you said, Ruder, you had a boom on him early, but um, he was very frustrating after that. But uh, I'm with Brody here. I, I, I liked Anotis' first up win. I think uh, the Hawks have done sort of just tread carefully, carefully with him, haven't they? Just a couple of runs, last preparation and extended break, but he looked to have come back in the form that he left in. Uh, look, he was uh, a little way off him in the straight there at Canterbury, which might not be his track, but he really knuckled down to the task and, and got him late. I think uh, from the draw on Saturday, he, he's drawn to get a perfect run again. Noted uh, second up winner in the past. I think he's a great shout at about $7 to win. I like it, boys. So we're on the punters panel. Uh, we've just done race nine. Let's go to race seven, boys, because uh, cool Jakey here. For Joe Pride and Tyler Schiller is your favourite. Comes out of that Warwick Farm win on the heavy. And uh, this is one for the TRL team. So they've got plenty of owners that'll be wanting to know how cool Jakey's going to go. And he brings one of the best midweek form lines we've seen probably in Sydney racing for a long time. The boys are much more experienced than I am. But that third behind... Watch the clock at Randwick Kensington's produced. You've got Hawaii Five-0 and the likes of Redina all coming through this midweek benchmark 72 race about eight months ago. It was absolutely amazing, the form line that continued to pop up through it. He was good winning at Warwick Farm. I'd love to get the boys' thoughts as well. I'm not too sure how they line up this horse in regards to the wet ground because he powered through the wet conditions to win there at Warwick Farm last start, whether or not the son of Piero is best on wet ground. So it's going to be fascinating to see. If you're keen to take him, $2.80 is just about a justified price, albeit. There's a couple of horses here, the likes of Robusto, Battleton, Exolitus. These guys can pop up when their day is right, and you wouldn't be surprised to see many of these horses. So I'm going to go nice and wide in the quaddy. I've struggled to really nail one. And the likes of Helsing, Brenna Belnesham and J-Mac just made the task a little bit tougher to do the form. So I went in a few circles, as you can tell. I think they'll take him on, Cool Jakey. Um, I think $2.80. He might be the tableau of the day. I'm not sure. But uh, first up, I'm not sure that he, he likes being in, in behind runners there. He was really well supported there over 1,250. And then he got onto that heavy nine. He, he led it a good clip and he extended. Uh, there was another horse in the race that was really well supported but didn't seem to handle the track. So he'll go forward. I'm, I would suggest that he'll want to set a good speed. Like, he's going to have... Felix Majestic coming over and trying to, to lead as well. So I, I would suggest there will be a good speed here. And um, I just think they'll take him on. Um, it's a race that I, I wanted to find something to beat him, but I just couldn't. Um, I don't have him on top, but it's not a race that I want to bet into. I think Exolitus is ready to improve third up for the new stable. He did enough first up and then last start. 
Uh, he had to drag the field up to Louvois, backs up seven days. Uh, we know how good Joe Pride is with these backup horses. As Brody mentioned, Helsing's trialled well, but really well found in the market. Battleton, um, get the blinkers on, draws low, uh, hard enough to beat. Felix Majestic has only got to produce what he did last start, and he's hard enough to beat as well. But I really couldn't find one that I wanted to back in a race that I, I really wanted to have a bet, if that makes sense, Ruta. It does. It's what, when you look at look at this race, you you look and see there's a lot of speed elements in it, so they're going to go hard, and it's going to allow horses from back in the field to get it, get home late. Now, last start, Battle was really good from back in the field. I thought um, Arcadeau was just as good. I think their their price um, variance there is too big. I'd have something each way, mainly the place on Arcadeau. I think it could. I think it's back to back to that sort of uh, back to its best, and I think this. Sort of tip is perfect for it, so I'd be having something each way, small each way on it. But I've I've, I've just landed on Robusto. I think it's a horse when it finds its form, it's um it's very good. It'll get back in the field. It'll appreciate the speed being on, and it it can really rock it to the line when it's when it when it's right. It it, it did a great job last time, and once again you're getting good price to find out with um the man of the moment, Tommy Berry on board. He's been he's been flying. I think he's riding at sixty at almost. 50% for this this year in the first couple of days. So he's got his tail up, Tommy, and he's just been building for the last couple of months since his little break. And, and he's um he's certainly getting back to the form of the T-Berry we knew knew when he was absolutely flying a couple of years ago. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, Mitch. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, absolutely low-flying, Tommy. Obviously, yeah. um, I uh, rode a peach riding uh, left side of the victory in that. In that bell of the turf just before Christmas, a treble just before that, and then started the new year with two at Canterbury and then four at Kembla. So, um, if you you want a man riding high on confidence, that's he's the one, isn't he? Uh, but look, I'm with Cool Jakey. Um, I'm the happiest stick with him, to be honest. I think he's a, a nice progressive galloper. I think the only black mark would be um, how much does that heavy track the other day um, really make his win look better than it is? But we know. Um, as Brody said, he's come out of some, some great form races last preparation when he was trained by Mark Unum. Um, I think now Joe Pride's only in his first preparation with him, but he seems to have him going really good. He does drop six and a half kilos from that run, um, run the other day. He gets Tyler Schiller, who's another man in form and a perfect draw. I think he just goes forward and he'll give him something to catch on Saturday and he wins. Now, boys, what about uh, we'll get one more race done and dusted here. Race five on the card. Because uh, running by brings that Melbourne form very short at two forty has been three thirty into two forty as well, Brody. Yeah, it's probably one of the most fascinating runners on the day. It was stamped by a lot of Victorian form experts as an easy best bet last time it went around at Caulfield. I think its win was much more visually average than it actually was. That's the wrong way of saying that it was better than it looked. Um, yeah, I thought she was fantastic. A first start run behind South of Houston was fantastic from the back of the field. Spoke to a few people that day who were there at Sandown. They said it was very, very tough to make the ground. The rail that leading was essential, and she made very good ground from the back. She's jumped really well. So gate number seven, whether or not they can land a little bit closer, and Mar and Eustace, when they get these emerging mares, they continue to work swiftly through the grades. Bring some good form lines behind Spenner Benedetta, but especially that run behind Waltz on by from the wide gate was really good at Bendigo. I do admit it's a key danger. I thought Cadetship was good first up there for Jay Mack and Waller behind Robusto, and as the boys mentioned, they're giving it a bit of a chance later on in the card. 
guess James McDonald from a better gate. So I'm expecting this horse to land a little bit closer. But I'm in for a little bit of pain, I think, in race number five. I've got money from the sky as a bet each way at $7.50. This horse screams Randwick. It's the first time he's actually going to come here in 17, 18 career starts. I thought he was fantastic from an impossible position first up at Canterbury. Oh, second up at Canterbury after winning first up. It brings some very nice form lines from last preparation behind the likes of Kabling, Bloating and Redina. And I think Reese Jones for an absolutely airborne Sarah Ryan stable. I think can run a big race at a price. Yeah, one day the penny will drop with him. Uh, and it might be Ramwick that kicks him into gear. But uh, he's not a horse that, that I can back uh, with any confidence. Vegas Outlaw, uh, he's going for five in a row. So credit to him. He's flying. Emma Hall, it's uh, really good over 1,000 metres. But that last 50 metres, 20 metres was, was really good. And he did win first up last prep. Uh, running high. Uh, I have her on top. She's progressive. These are all sort of um, no disrespect, but they're they're not going to go on to much bigger and better things, and, and she could potentially do that. She produced some of the best weight splits of the day first up, and then she was held up until uh, the final the last 400 metres when she got out in a very fast race and she got the job done at, at short odds. So she's just got to handle this way of going, and she's hard enough to beat. Uh, Tipness is going well. Anything goes. Forgive last start. Didn't get clear. And Cadetship, uh, he can settle much closer to lead speed, getting up in trip. He was really good late there last start. So, looking at J-Mac, there's improvement there. But $4.60, no real spoil, Ruder. Yeah, I've got him on top. I, I thought I, I, I might be going a run early. I think Chris's horses always improve from their first run to their second run to their third run. So, I thought he was very good first up late. Um I admit running by looks like a nice horse on the way up. And another one that Maren used to afflict to Sydney, which is becoming a, becoming a regular thing with their better ones. They seem to bring them up here and try them against in the, in in Sydney. So um, running running by will be very hard to beat. And but I'm just going to have something on Cap Cadet Chip. I just think this might be J Max winner for the, the to come back to. Okay. Um, yeah, this... um, just just quickly there on running by, he was um, she was uh, in at uh, Geelong as well, but they've scrapped yeah. from Geelong. It was a, it took a while, but they uh, they finally pulled the trigger. So she's coming to Sydney. Uh, I'm with Ritter though, Cadet Chip. I think uh, one of my best bets on the program. I thought the first up run was terrific. Obviously got a long way back on that occasion, but his work through the line was outstanding. And as Ritter said. Chris's horses improve a lot from that first up to second up run. I think he's just drawn to get a terrific run this time. I think uh, James is going to come back a very hungry man. And um, if he can land close enough, I think Cadetship will be running over the top of him away. Question for uh, Mitch and Chris here. How come there's no two-year-old race on the card tomorrow? There's two do- t- tonight, Dave. So um, two to so nine at Canterbury. But that's so, why. Interesting there's no oh, yeah. t- tomorrow, though. I know, obviously, the their thought would be, well, there's a lot up the Gold Coast, but... I wonder if they put a good, if there's a $100,000 race on tomorrow in Sydney, a lot of those maybe Sydney siders might stay here to get prize money to then go up if they wanted to back up at the coast next it, week. It would be very hard to take a two-year-old from on a seven-day backup and a trip in the float to, to Queensland. Most of the two-year-olds that are going to Queensland are already there. They get there nice and early and settle, settle in with 10 days to get ready for probably the the their biggest goal of the, their season. So, mm. um, you know, if you're playing catch-up, you might go to Canterbury and and hope uh, hope that you can get into the race. And even with the uh, win, you might not get into a race from the Canterbury race. I don't know 
usually it's about fifty or sixty thousand it takes you to get into the, the Magic Million. So, you know, it's I think it's more more that um, you know the, the horses the horses that are, are our Magic horses are already up there. Uh, best bets on the card. Then we'll go to you, Brody. Race two, horse number five, Exploring. I think she can be one we could follow, as the boys mentioned. Uh, rightfully so, might knock up a couple of races before targeting black type. She should hopefully be able to cross. There's a few bit of speed, but there's not too many outright leaders. She'd be very hard to catch. Race two, number five. And I think each way, race four, number three, African Daisy. I think she's going to get a perfect running transit. I can't see a missing top three. It's just going to be whether or not Terra Mate is good enough. If you have one bet on the program, I reckon race eight, number 13, Legio 10, I think he's very hard to beat. He had plenty against first up, 1,100 metres, wide draw against, went back, produced some of the best closing splits of the day. Now he gets to 1,200, plenty of speed, can settle closer to the lead speed, and I think he'll be too good for them. I'm going to make it a treble for James Cummings because I think Shaken's the best bet on the program in the last number seven. Uh, very impressive first up. Um out of, out of a really good mare in Earthquake, and I think they've just taken their time with her, and she's coming good now, and Tyler Sheila sticks. I think it can win the last in, in a really competitive race. I think it might be a fairly deep form, form race as well. Yeah, she looks... Um, well, she's an absolute blue blood, isn't she, Ruta? I think she was back from a bleed the first time, so that's why she had a bit of a, uh, an extended stint off the sidelines. But, gee, she was excellent in her return. But, uh, look, I'm looking elsewhere. I'll go race five, number nine, uh, cadetship, um, for all the reasons I said earlier. And uh, something each way on race nine, number nine, and Otis. Great stuff, gents. Have a great... Saturday, Royal Ramwick. Thanks for being a part of the punters panel multi. Back next week, and I think Dicko will be back next week. He better be. We'll try and get this uh, multi up and about for a big autumn ahead. And uh, good luck at the Magic Millions over the weekend uh, or next weekend too, boys. Beauty. Good luck, yeah, thanks, Dicko. Thanks, boys. Luke Marlow will be uh, with the panel next week. So Luke Marlow hosting Racing HQ next week. Looking forward to uh, chatting to Luke every day. I'll be on the Gold Coast and I'll be a part of that Magic Millions coverage. So it's a, it's a big weekend build-up. And as I said to start the program, so many Sydney siders up there at the Gold Coast. And uh, more often than not, we've seen in the past, not only this weekend, but uh, the following Saturday as well, we've seen those uh, Sydney whor- form and Sydney horses uh, just come to the top. Uh, the cream rises to the top. So looking forward to seeing how the, all that form stacks up. And hopefully we can make a quid stealing some of that Queensland cash. It's-